Good morning. This is Reverend Mr. Samuel T. Ross Lee, pastor of Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church in New Haven, Connecticut, and this is Community Spotlight. This morning, we're going to shine the spotlight. Good morning, Joe. Wow. I said good morning. Oh, I said this morning. Good morning, Joe. I don't don't feel the love this morning, man. What's going on, Joe? You okay? No, no, this 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 rain is pushing this pollen around and gosh, got me all pollinated. People. Huh. Um, got you all pollinated. pollinated. <laughs> Playing the bees game. You know what's going on with that? <laughs> Eyes watery, nose stuffy. Uh, I know that feeling. Can't but survive. I just started in this stuff, and I don't want to drift too far on it, but I just started with the allergy thing. I think this is like my third year. Hmm. I never had it before, but I thought you know I didn't even, even make the connection because I used to have like allergy. I had to take a allergy pill when I get up in the morning, and then I hadn't taken it in a while. Mm. Um, you know, since somebody helped me clean up my apartment and everything. But um, <laughs> shout out, um, right? Shout out to the apartment helper, cleaner upper. Um, <laughs> and so I, I didn't make the connection until I actually got outside. It's this pollen. It's not. It's not anything else mm-hmm. but that. But anyway, we're going to shine the spotlight this morning Uh-oh. on the Yale graduate students uh. who are fasting or what are they doing? Starving themselves? Over fast. Um, trying to get the university to recognize their um, vote and the um, unionization of the graduate program. Now, full disclosure, mm-hmm. I am an admitted student Uh-oh. at uh, Yale Divinity School. Didn't know this. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Welcome, um, baby, to, welcome to Big Blue. Probably be um, starting sometime <laughs> in the fall. Welcome to New Haven all over again. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to point out that the Divinity School is not involved in this um, Stuff. So you say, but we're moving right along. Go ahead, sir. No, these are PhD students mm-hmm. um, at the graduate school who are um, protesting and fasting and have been going for a while now, a decade or so, maybe um, longer, trying to get um, Yale to recognize the unionization of the campus um, graduate students. Mm-hmm. Um, the various um, things that they do as graduate students required of some of, of, of many of them. Not all of them, but you know, a good number of them to do teach classes, and um, they get paid for that. On top of most of them getting free tuition anyway. Um, schools like Harvard, Yale, you know, this sort of thing. If you get into the PSE program and they don't give you money, they don't want you. <laughs> is that what it is? Sir? Bless you. You know, they say when you sneeze on something, it's the truth. <laughs> well, I'm about to sneeze twice. Um, yeah, so you know, they give them money to. Um, for the tuition and other kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still have to pay, you know, um, housing, I, I guess. There's some fees that have Room to pay that. Room and board kind of thing? Um, they have to pay insurance for mm-hmm. family members if, um, unless they're in a certain kind of condition. I think if, if the parent, I mean, if the, other, if the spouse is um, with a child or has a child or something like that, they get added to the insurance. But if not, they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, that by food, of course, you know, the money that they get out of um, from teaching. Um, they have to teach courses, um, which is a part of their educational program, and um, they get paid stipends for that. Um, I think 
they are concerned that they're not getting enough money, they're not getting enough health care, um, the benefits are not sufficient is their argument basically. And as individuals, um, they do not have the negotiating power to help change these conditions and so they are unionizing. That's the ostensible argument and reasoning. Um, I know that when I um, first came to New Haven, first arrived in New Haven, um, which is about um, almost 16 years ago now, the um, unionization of the graduate students along with the unionization of the hospital um, workers, blue collar, pink collar, maybe workers, um, was a thing. As a matter of fact, it hit my desk the you know, month that I got here. Uh, people wanting me to join in on the fight, if you will, to help unionize these situations. Uh -huh. um, I was just arriving in the city, just arriving um, in my new position as um, pastor there in Emmanuel. I was not aware of the issue. I was not up on the issue, so I tried to um, tried to do so, tried to get up on the issue, tried to read, tried to um, ask questions, that sort of thing. But it was clear to me from the very beginning that they were not interested in me actually understanding the issue. Um, you know, it's in interesting a, in a that very, you say that um, because deep way. Interesting that Thank you say that because uh, I find myself trying real hard to understand the issue at hand, and I I really can't wrap my head all the way around it because I heard different uh, explanation of what's going on, but I still can't get a clear understanding of what is really the issue with right. this. Well. Um, so when people start um, saying to me, you know, because I graduated, um, my undergraduate um, degree is from the best um, higher education institution in um, the country and the world, um, but when they start pulling out to me, you know, that Martin Luther King was assassinated after having gone to a strike, union strike in um, Memphis, um, I knew that I needed to step back and really get get to understand the issue because they were trying to appeal to me emotionally. They were trying to appeal to, <coughs> excuse me, my respect and love for my school, my respect and love for the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And when people start making arguments uh, that are emotional appeals and that sort of stuff, you really need to step back and try to understand intellectually and understand um, the facts of what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. So I did do that. Um, I was not in favor of, first of all, the combining of the two issues of the, the um, workers at Yale New Haven Hospital and um, the students at Yale University mm -hmm. as a singular issue. That's what they were trying to do at that time. Mm -hmm. um, so that if the students, I mean, if the workers at the university, I mean, at the hospital, I'm sorry, were unionized, it was going to automatically or somehow, you know, make sure that the students at the university were organized. I thought there were two separate issues. I still believe that. Um, there's certainly two different cat classes of, of people um, in terms of their um, work. potential earning, mm -hmm. their work, and, mm -hmm. you know, where they're going to go. Those mm -hmm. students are going to be out of here in, you know. Um, Three to four. Well, a little longer than that because they're PhD okay. students. All right. Um, well. But they're going to be out of here on to careers and jobs and, you know, six-figure incomes. The, uh, the workers at the hospital are going to, you know, linger around. 
the 20s, 30s, you know, maybe in terms of the income and everything be here. Um, to connect those two issues and to hold up the unionization of the students, I mean, the workers at the hospital for um, what I was calling pre-rich um, <laughs> Harvard <laughs> PhD graduates was wholly unfair and I thought to some degree unethical and immoral. Um, trying to trying to make those two um, things um, wow. similar when they're not. I, I started thinking about the Sesame Street song. You know, one of these things, things is not like the other. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So true. Um, and they were, you know, people start making appeals. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Start making appeals hey, to emotions. Hey, your allergies are really kicking you this morning. I know, man. That's Thanks nice. for coming in there, man. That's you know, funny. I bothering you that much, and you're still making, man. I really appreciate this. Um, I'm quite sure the listeners do as well. Well, I thank you all for um, suffering through with me. But um, when people start making emotional appeals to me, I really start looking at the issue <laughs> and start looking at the facts. Um, I, I try to do that anyway, but, um, you know, that mo motivates me to make a, take a deeper look because they're trying to hide something behind emotions as far as I'm concerned, and I don't like that. Which is always true. Um, yeah, that, that happens in a lot of ways mm -hmm. generally, um, but... Um, I don't allow it to happen with me for the most part. Um, I can, I can, uh, I don't have a bifurcated reality where, um, you know, I'm just totally separating my um, thinking from my emotions. I don't believe that that is a um, <laughs> holistic approach to life. And um, as a um, African-centered um, individual, <laughs> I don't believe that I have to uh, segregate and um, bifurcate myself in order to be intelligent, so I take all emotions out. But when you are, are trying to present to me an emotional appeal and the facts are not being presented, then you're going to make me go look at the facts. So just know that. <laughs> and um, that's what I began to do. And I just don't personally. There are others, obviously, who do to the point where they will go on strike, hunger strikes and that sort of thing. How long I don't agree with unionization of PhD students. You don't? I do not. Okay. And you, you don't because uh, you see them as being privileged? or well, well, First of all, the graduate students don't agree with this. Mm -hmm. You had a fraction of the students well, who, the graduates, voted, go ahead. who voted on this and approved it. They ha their tactics are um, very, very questionable. Um, and that uh, that other barrier that I put on there um, um, is 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 um. But which graduate students don't agree with it? Are we talking about those who can't afford to to uh, handle their own meals or whatever their housing and all that other stuff, or is it just uh, majority of people of different uh, economic backgrounds? Um, I because think apparently those who are making a complaint they don't that they're doing it because they don't have the economic uh stabilities if i mean to carry themselves beyond their tuition being paid when one enters um higher education as a student mm -hmm. there clearly are fees there mm -hmm. clearly are payments there clearly is tuition mm -hmm. one has to determine mm -hmm. what they can do and what they can't do based upon what's being charged and what's being offered. If they are incapable of um, paying what they what they are charged with paying, mm -hmm. or if they're not capable of living off of what the program provides for them, they need to find a program that provides them um, what they can live off of and what they can pay. 
um, there, there's no right that you have to go to Yale. Even if you can get in, it's still not a right. It's not a constitutional right in that regard. You know, it's a privilege that you are allowed and you are able to attend a university like that. Count up the cost. That's what that's what the that's what the Bible says to us. So Man goes on a journey and fails to count up the cost. That's a foolish person. Count up the cost and understand what you're going to be um, responsible for. And if you can do that, if you can't afford to go to the program at Yale, then don't go. But I don't see students as workers in that regard, and I don't think that they are. Um, what I'm going to call Again, right I'm now ask pimping him. the workers. Um, union situation as um, ethical, quite frankly. I'm going to ask again, uh, do you see this because of economics or do you see this because of uh, across the board you don't see it as a, because those, as I said before, those who don't see it as a need are those who are not in need. Uh, and if I recall, roughly uh, three, four shows back, uh, we had the discussion about college athletes mm -hmm. and should they get paid for what they do right. for these universities right i look at this situation and i'm just putting it out there these individuals are coming to your school and they they end up teaching uh students uh under uh undergrads so my thing is do they get well they get compensated through an education but what else do they get compensated by when they can't do, not all of them can afford a meal. You know, the meals that goes along and they have to, if they're spending time teaching and grading and going through, quite sure that's eating up enough clock where they can't go out and get another job. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think um, the comparison with athletes, um, particularly in the high performing sports or um, uh, high generating income mm -hmm. in sports mm -hmm. is a bit of a false equivalency. Okay. Um, and primarily because the, the students who are playing football, students who are playing basketball, students who are generating all these millions for the university, quite frankly, don't even have the time to get an undergraduate degree because but of because of the the work that they have to do I understand. and the, and, the, and understood. the fatigue that they're under understood. by the time they finish practicing and traveling. But if they stop, if they don't play, then they have to pay to go to school, correct? They 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 and they, they, and they have. They are not going to school now, quite frankly, and we all know that. Well, well, okay. If they if they don't play, then they have to pay to go to school. Am I correct? If they want to go. Right. Okay. So if these other if these uh, grad students uh, don't do the don't do the uh, necessary requirements, i.e., uh, teach, uh -huh. uh, do they still get paid? Do Do they still get the the tuition stipend. paid? The stipends? Well, not even stipends. No, Do they no. still get the tuition? The, the, here's the thing, and, and, and the sort of, I guess, some, some of the murkiness of it. Students, PhD students, mm -hmm. are required to teach. Mm -hmm. It's a part of the educational process mm -hmm. for them getting the PhD. Mm -hmm. um, because that's what they're going to have to do. That's what they're going to do when they graduate. So they're, they're getting that practice of doing that. They're being paid to do so as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but now, what's what your question? Do, what did you What did you mention earlier that uh, if you're not getting paid in a grad program, what, what was that statement? No, I said if they, no. 
they know before they get there what the university is going to pay them mm-hmm. for teaching, mm-hmm. what their tuition you know is going to be, whether they're paying it or not, mm-hmm. um, their living expenses, and all this other sort of stuff. They already you know know that they count up the cost. They can count up the cost. Mm-hmm. The question for me is, why do you come to the situation if you know you're not going to be able to um, sustain it mm-hmm. um, financially, even though your tuition is being paid and you're being paid, and you have health care and these sort of things? So now that you have an idea of what the before you said that you were uh, limit, had limited information on what was the argument. Now that you have the argument, you have the information, I take it, of both sides? Pretty much. Pretty much. What do you think that is the reason behind the students then going willing to go on a hunger strike just to get this? Political. Um, outside of Yale. How is this being political? I'm just curious. It, well, first of all, it's, it's, uh, that, that was not really, really not a really good answer. It is political, but all this stuff is political. Um, that doesn't really tell us anything to say it's political. Um, what it is, is um, boosting the union. It's increasing the numbers. It's giving them a constant flow, a consistent flow of members and fees and, and those sort of things. And it's making the union stronger politically. I don't think necessarily that it's helping the students um, across the board. Um, there are um, they, they, the, the persons who are supporting this on the student um, from the student perspective is significantly low. Um, now that by itself is not a argument to say it's not good Thank because you. I've seen that you know just we, we because know the group is not going numbers along don't mean don't, that they, numbers know. don't necessarily right. determine what's moral and ethical. Correct. Um, but there's always that group that want to go along to get along. If there were students, the, the students who were voting against this are not um, um, losing anything by voting against it. Um, the students who are or, or not voting for it. They would actually gain by voting for it, okay. and they're still voting against it. Uh, they're still refusing to um, participate in the process of voting at all, mm-hmm. a number of them. One has to ask the question why around those issues, right? Um, because a number of them see it as political stunt, um, the, the fast and you know hunger strike and that sort of thing, and the whole um, process of trying to unionize the students at Yale, they see it as a political stunt to help the union more so than it's going to help Yale or it's going to help um, um, the students at Yale, the graduate PhD students at Yale. I guess the question I should ask uh, prior to all of this is how do you feel about unions? I, I think unions are absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. I think unions are absolutely um, um, needed mm-hmm. for um, that collective bargaining possibilities. I also, however, um, know and, and, and can see how unions have abused um, some of their privilege and, and um, you know, power. So how do you feel about that, knowing that they have? Well, I, it, it does, I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm obviously a pastor of a church, and I know that there are some preachers and there are some churches that abuse things too. That doesn't make the, um, the reality of churches and religion, you know, bad because there are people who abuse things within any, any situation. Um, um, I mean, what, what has Don Imus done on the radio? Does that make, you know, Joe Ugly a bad person Absolutely. or a bad situation Absolutely. because of, because of um, Don. A no, you're, you're a terrible person because of what you do, but not, <laughs> not because of what um, I was doing or his done. So I'm not, 
I'm not taking, you know, the fallacy of generalization and say, you know, this guy did something bad or this oh, union did something bad. And that applies to everybody, you know, all for all times universally. Um, I think, um, uh, you know, power corrupts and um, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And unions have 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 a, a, a amassed and attained power. And um, some of them have used it in deleterious uh, ways that um are against the principle, really, of why they unionizing in the first place. So, but I, I think that unions are absolutely necessary. I think unions are um, protective and helpful for um, workers who don't have the ability to um, bargain individually. And um, so I, I, I think unions uh, need to be. I just don't think that this situation needs to be unionized. The students, the graduate students at Yale um, University or any university for that matter, I don't think they need to be unionized in that way. I uh, sense a sense of bias from you. I don't know. Um, bias in what area? Well, you know, now you're a Yale Divinity uh, student, you know. Uh, well, not quite. Uh, well, well, I'm admitted. Admitted Yale Divinity <laughs> student. I think I'm starting to sniff out some. Bias over here. So. Wow, really, <laughs> really. There are no PhD students at Yale Divinity School, quite frankly, um, who are. Um, you pass them along the streets. There might be some students. I, I don't know if they have student teachers over there, but I don't even think that's the case. So um, no, we're not talking about um, some sort of bias as a relation to. <laughs> I, you know, I was full disclosure. I gave full disclosure. But this is the graduate students and um, in PhD programs, how the divinity school doesn't doesn't award a PhD, so um, you don't have the students over there involved in this. Um, so there, no, there's no bias in that regard. I have um, for 15 years been looking at this issue. Um, well, I haven't been consistently looking at it 15 years. It hasn't been on my plate like that. Um, not really that interested in it from that regard. But when I first got here, as I said, I mean, I was here a month. And that hit my table, hit my desk. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, join us, join us. You know, Scott Marks and all those folks, you know, trying to get me to join up with them um, to um, participate in that. And I was like, oh, step back. Let me look at this. Let me read. Let me understand what's going on. I'm not just going to go out and join a protest because it's a protest, you know. What? And so, you don't even try it. <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> I went and looked at the issues, talked to people, various people, and people accused me of not supporting the issue because um, one of the um, executives at Yale, um, Yale New Haven was a, is, was a member of my congregation. He, they um, moved away um, since, you know, mm -hmm. since I first retired. But they were accusing me of that, you know, and I don't guess anybody's accusing me now of supporting stuff just because, you know, people at Emanuel are, are, are involved in it. You know, they forgot those, those days. That well, I, let's start some new days just because he's up at the div school. <laughs> wow, it's getting it's getting pretty up in here. It's getting pretty up in here. The ugliness is gone. Well, you know, I gotta tell you, uh, Reverend, this portion of the program is sponsored in part by Serial Works in Brentwood. Serial <laughs> Works in Brentwood specializing in car serials, car video players, car auto car starters, car alarms, window tintings, as well as home and marine audio. StudioWorks also install and calibrate breathalyzers in your ride. That's StudioWorks, 972 West Main Street in Brantford, or check them out on the web at StudioWorks.net. Continue, sir. Now, why'd you say Reverend before you read that? 
So like you're trying to um, <laughs> sanctify the ad or something. Sometimes you got to bless it, baby. You tie me into capitalistic notions. Wow. Unless man. I'm actually tied in to oh, you, capitalistic oh, notions. I'm just in, saying. Brother I'm man. just saying. You're tied in. The question is if you want to be tied I, in. I, I just, I, I, <laughs> we're going to talk off air uh, clearly. Um, so uh, this is where we are, you know, with this with this thing. And, uh, you know, we got the celebrities coming in. We got the politicians coming in, you know, supporting it. And I think what a lot I'm of people. What I'm getting is 15 years running trying to figure out, you know, if to unionize or not. And they've probably been doing it longer years. than that. That's just how long I've known about it since I've been here that long. Yeah, so let's dance on, the, on, on your knowledge. 15 years, I mean. If you, you know, there's got to be something to be said if something hasn't been voted against for 15 years. Where, well, now it's got to the level now where it's going to bring in the celebrities and people are starving out themselves next level. What the heck is what, what's really going on this time around? Well, this is so much different this time. Clearly, around. you know, the unique reality of a college university situation is that um, um, every four years or so, five, six, maybe, you talk about the graduate students. Um, you get a virginal crop of, um, of possibilities and, and, and voters and that sort of thing so that um, you can always start over because the, the, the group that you were, you were dealing with, they either graduated or got kicked out because they didn't graduate. Um, so you always get a new group. And the unions um, are certainly taking that advantage. I mean, politically, it's, it's, it's great you know, political strategy. Uh, but it's also you know, obviously great political strategy to have union at Yale uh, uh, unionized graduate students at Yale because you got a perpetual um, group of students. Yale ain't going out of business. So true. Harvard ain't going out of business. Columbia ain't going out of business. All these places that the students are trying to unionize, these folk ain't going out of business. So the union recognizes that if we can unionize at that at those places, we're long term. We have yeah, we we we're in. We up in here. Yeah, up in because, here. Yeah, up, up in, in here. here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> See I mean, that that is a push. You know, again, again, I don't have that much info on this. A guy who's, you know, who's from New Haven, live in New Haven, uh, have a business in New Haven. I have yeah, because you live in New Haven. You don't live in, in, in Yale, Connecticut. That's true. You know, uh, although you do have a footing in there, but it's not at this, and, and not in this let's place. Let's just call that toenail. It's an undergrad, <laughs> right? You know, it's an undergrad foot. Yeah. It ain't, a, it ain't a graduate school foot. Yeah. You know, but so uh, anyway. <laughs> Or, you know, your son and your money. Yeah, yeah, here you go. To Yale. There you go. Rushing over there, too. Huh? <laughs> Rushing over there. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and disappears all of a sudden. No. You know, you know, you don't, really, you don't necessarily see it, you know, cross the finish line with hands up. It just disappears. You just black hole almost. <laughs> it's a magic show that goes and down every like, semester. Yeah. What happened? What happened? I had some Benjamins. And yeah. I, I had some Nojamins. <laughs> <laughs> them Benji, them bent over. Yeah, they're, they're gone. What's what is? I hope something's going into my kid's head. Oh God! Uh, and 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 he's gonna be able to do something with it when he gets out of there. But you know, all I know is I wrote a check and I ain't seen it no more. <laughs> I don't seem to. Here's something I got. Let me give you our receipts. Man, here's your receipt. See that boy right there? <laughs> is he talking any smarter? <laughs> <laughs> Did he learn something? We're going to learn him today. We're going to learn him today. <laughs> you know, I have to ask you, Rev, uh, you know, on college campuses across the country back in the 60s, the days of true protests, or should I say strong protests, uh, it was about uh, equal um, freedom of speech. 
being able to speak out against your government, your uh, society, whatever it was, again, mainly the government, starting from the Vietnam War or into the, the use of drugs or whatever it was, you, you know, standing out to be able to have that free speech. Today, that is so much, cur uh, you know, it's curbed right now on college campuses across the country. Like, for example, just recently, uh, this woman, who name slips me right now, um, but it's going to hit me in a second, um, where she wanted to go over to, uh, was it Stanford University and mm, speak? I can uh, see her face. I know you too. And, um, and culture. culture. Exactly. She wanted to go to Stanford University, and it was just it was so much protest about her coming there to speak that she recently just this week withdraw from going to, to make that speech. What Which is only going to give her a larger platform, by the way. You think so? Of course, because now she gets to complain about how the students at Stanford, you know, denied her right to speak, uh, her right to speak. Um, what do you think about that? I, I, think, I, th I, think it's, I think it's horrible. I think it's Correct. absolutely horrible. I agree that, with you. Um, for example, now let's go back to what you just said. Mm -hmm. Back in the 60s, when Bernie Sanders, who should be president, was protesting um, at University of Chicago and being drugged through the dirt that we obviously have pictures of and know that that's happening. That's a what? nice little piece of wood you threw at me. Um, <laughs> he should be what? <laughs> uh, he should be president right now. Um, they were protesting for the rights of others, for other people who didn't have the privilege that they have. Now we got students on college campuses protesting for themselves, and it's all um, egotistical and narcissistic, you know, where it's about the me, me, me. Where um, back in the day, it was about people who were less privileged. Do you think it's because that this is this generation that is currently on college yes. campuses, uh, they do have the trophy mentality? I call them the trophy generation. Right. Where it's like uh, everything uh, must go one way, and, you know, it's all in one line. Or it's not at all, you know. It's a more me generation. Mm -hmm. um, not even so much a me generation. Just I that generation. Everything must be under what I stand for. Right. Or what that, we, that's, that's or what what we collectively stand That's for. about me. That's about me. Yeah, that's about, so. you know, I mean, it's not an accident that the iPhone is called an iPhone. And it's not E-Y-E. It's I. <laughs> iPhone, iPad, iPod, you know, all the I's. Because that that's what's attractive to people now. It's all about focusing on the self. That's interesting. I, um, you know, I never um, thought of that. The, the Reverend, the late great Reverend Dr. Gardner C. Taylor, pastor of the uh, Concord um, Baptist Church of Christ in Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. um, we used to call him the Dean of Preachers. Hmm. Um, he said at one on one occasion, I remember this um, forever, and I try to keep it with me. He said on Sunday morning, that is the time for us to bring. The gods that we have created before the God who has created us. Whoa! This Whoa. focus I on the right. self. He is a dean of Putin. Oh, by all means. Oh, he was. Oh, oh my God. goodness, dude, that, that that ain't even close to the kind of poetry. No, that that, dude, oh man, that's spit out his face. That's deep enough for me, right there. Man. Uh, Holy, whoa! This this, but we we turned everything. The church and everything else is about the individual. Now we're not thinking about. People are not about society. They're not about the left fortunate. They're not about the least of these anymore. It's all about me. Mm. People complaining in church about you didn't come see me. I didn't get this and I didn't get that. And this is not available to me anymore. When that's not what we're supposed to be about. The university, these students who are in these schools right now, they're supposed to be there trying to help society, not just themselves. 
you know, but it's all about focusing on what I'm not getting and what I and what I deserve and that sort of thing. And that's what our society has turned into. That's why we have Donald Trump in the White House right now. I agree. Uh, uh, along with, you know, no, whatever no. the, 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 the racist that, stuff is. I think that is that, that, correct. But I think that plays a big role in it as well. Because racism isn't all about me. Right. Uh, you know, it is. It's, it's about keeping the other uh, guy right. who is not me. Right. Um, not me. In other words, not the privilege I have, not the opportunities I have, right. you know, not the um, things that I have. I didn't keep that person. And when I see that happening, you know, we get the um, we get the um, the backlash and the blacklash, in the, as the case with um, Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about that for a little while because we got a few moments. Um, I want to talk about this healthcare thing, but it is a very narcissistic society in which we live that where people are focusing on themselves at a heavy price to our ability to help those who are less fortunate and to make society better because everybody is working for themselves. Well said. Well said. I mean, right now, you know, uh, as I started to say, when I look around um, college campuses, especially this one. I don't want to hear that. I don't yeah. want to hear So I'm going to keep you from saying it to anybody. You know, back I to don't like what you're saying because I'm going to keep you from talking to anybody. That's ridiculous. You're on a college campus. Right. You're on a college campus where competing ideas is par for the course. That's the whole purpose That's of the point right campus. there. That's what exactly are you talking about? I need a safe ideas. space? Right. What are you talking about? When you get out into the world, are you going to have a safe space? Okay, so let's let's look back uh, about a year ago, right here on campus, where there was a big protest because one uh, group of individuals thought that uh, a fraternity was insensitive uh, by how they carried themselves uh, for the Halloween prior. So they asked the the schoolmaster to intervene and spread a note to not. Let that go forth for Joe for that year. Yes, sir. They took the masses off campus at Yale. They no no masses. <laughs> go ahead. Listen, man. <laughs> go ahead. You know when they're heads of the college or whatever they call them now, sir, but they don't like the masses. When all, go ahead. All, all, all ugly over here on the plantation been trained. Don't try to retrain me now. <laughs> <laughs> I say massive so I don't get whipped. Just because we's free don't mean we's free. Now, let me continue. Go ahead. <laughs> they tried to get the head of the college at the time, known as Masters, <laughs> to intervene and let the and put out something across the school, across the uh, college, uh, saying that what you did last year is insensitive, so please don't do the whole Pocahontas thing and all that stuff this year. Uh, they, you know, it, it, it's not right to Native Americans or uh, such. How do you feel about that then? Where do you where's that line drawn as being insensitive to something versus First Amendment or freedom of expression? The freedom of expression in the First Amendment was created specifically to protect unpopular speech. You don't need an amendment or a law or rules to protect what people want to hear and what people want to talk about. Hmm. You need the amendment to protect unpopular speech, and we get into very, very dangerous territory mm -hmm. when we start stopping people from talking about things that we don't want to hear or that we are think are, are that are unpopular. Because the fact of the matter is that is a very subjective term. 
Mm-hmm. I have a dream speech was unpopular. Mm-hmm. Martin, Luther, I mean, a Malcolm X speech was unpopular. Marcus Garvey was unpopular. There's a whole lot of unpopular speech that liberates and helps us. What I do on Sunday morning is unpopular to a number of people, mm-hmm. but it's necessary to protect it. So when somebody else comes along and says something that I don't like and I don't want to hear, I shouldn't be trying to stop them. If I don't want to hear it, I'm not listening to it. And if I don't like it, I'm not going to the rally. But I'm not going to use any type of power or law or any sort of thing to try to stop them from speaking. I may not agree with what you say, but I will die and defend your right to say it. That's the popular um, quote. And I hear that. So now, do you think that the the school, the heads of school then, should should have ahead to to listen to what the kids were complaining about them? Yes, they should listen to them, and then they should ignore the fact that these students are trying to stop people from expressing and stop people from speaking. So then you're saying it would have been okay if they had walked around in Pocahontas suits or Indian suits or, uh, you know, Native American uh, dress up? Yes. Okay. Yes. they 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 are defended even if they are offending, offending. they are defended by the Constitution. They okay. are defended by their right to, to, to offend, okay. quite frankly. Okay. And on a college campus where you're in this bubble of protectiveness mm-hmm. from the rest of society, you need to be learning how to engage the rest so of society what? because that situation is limited. You're going to be at Yale for undergrad for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, for, the, for, you know, 98% of them are going to graduate in four years. Mm-hmm. And you can't be running around trying to create a society that's not going to be mirrored anywhere else um, or, 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 or that you're not using your bubble to actually help you engage the rest of that, that, that um, reality that you're going to have to face when you get out there. Mm-hmm. Creating safe spaces and, and stopping people from speaking because you don't like what they got to say, that's insane, especially for an educated person. Okay, so what do you say then to the individuals who then say, hey, you know what, I don't want to see uh, a noose around a a dummy hanging outside of a dorm room on campus because it makes me feel unsafe. I want to see it because I want to know who did it. Mm-hmm. I'm safer when I know who's doing that kind of thing than I am when I when so people are that, running around with that stuff in their head right. and I don't know. So now that you know who's done it, do you think that individual should be punished for for freedom of expression, actually. Not for freedom of expression. If they're somehow violating university rules, if they're somehow are defacing property and all this kind of stuff, okay. yes, they are existing rules that are, that should stop that kind of thing. But simply for expressing, no. Okay. By no means should they be stopped. I should I should be able to know who they are. I should be able to know what their speech is. Mm-hmm. I should be able to know. Now, I, I will say, mm-hmm. for the persons who might do that sort of thing in the dark of night, and one, they are cowards. They are absolute cowards. And they have the First Amendment right to protect their being cowards, but they're cowards. And so they should stop being cowards. But I'm not going to stop them from expressing. I'm not going to stop them from speaking. I'm glad to know. That's the difference that you you, well, hear, a, you hear a lot of us. Hold, hold on, let me say this for a minute. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of us from you know what we call down south mm-hmm. talk about the north. In ways that are not um, are always um, 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 nice, and in terms of when it comes to racism, and they will let you know a lot of a lot of us from down south will let you know. At least down there, we knew who the racists were. It's over, baby. 
it's very over. Right. You come up here, dude is smiling in your face and stabbing you in the back at the same time. Oh, absolutely. What's that line Billy Joe used? It's a different song, a different context. But, you know, silently cut you and laugh while you're bleeding. That that, that happens. You know, uh, so I want to know. Who's speaking and what they're saying, and I want to hear what they're saying. I'm now, going about to that those speech. Who so, what I'm going to that speech. I'm not going to stop it. If I, you know, I'm going to it because I want to know who you are, what you're saying, and I want to be able to engage you as well in your discussion. So, what about those who say they be, they believe in preventive maintenance? So, therefore, they're trying to prevent something because they now feel unsafe and believe that this can. Uh, evolve into uh, an unsafe environment where people feel free to express themselves and then think next after expression comes uh, Action. actions. Um, I don't think there's an inherent connection between those two things. There obviously is in certain cases, in some cases, maybe in many cases, but it's not inherent. Um, and um, um, I have a right to be safe from um, real threats, actual threats, you know, that sort of thing. And you don't take that as that a people, threat? I don't take it as a threat. I see okay. it as your expression, and I, I abhor it. But what if but someone is using right to it, it to threaten you? Um, That's a form of intimidation. To, to uh, Again, I think there are certain rules that are already in place. But how do you know when it goes from trying to use intimidation to someone versus expressing how you someone can always say, hey, you know, I'm just expressing my First Amendment right, but in all actuality, they were using it to intimidate a certain group. Um, I guess you know we have we have these um, naughty problems and um, everything is not um, no pun intended black and white, hmm. um, and and so we have to you know try to struggle and figure some things out. But just because things are not easy does not mean that um, um, we discard the whole concept and the whole principle. Of freedom of speech and freedom of expression because it's not easy to always determine whether this is that. Um, you know, sometimes you do have to just kind of wait and see if, something's, if something else is going to happen or determining whether the actual expression. On a college campus, the, the, the major rule, of course, is that you can't do anything that prohibits teaching and education going on. And the question becomes, does that kind of thing prohibit it? prohibit it. I don't necessarily believe it does, but um, I, I certainly don't think that you know trying to stop You don't believe that it does speaking. prohibit education when a kid is sitting there fearful they don't they if I mean I could be fearful of a, of a spider okay. running through. Okay. Um, the question Fair argument. you know um, argument. I don't know that we can just determine um, that everything that a person you know says is fearful is the responsibility of the university to um, to keep from being fearful or any organization for that matter. You know, I don't. I'm I'm, I'm afraid can be a, a weapon that is used to stop something that you don't like happening. But you on a college campus, mm-hmm. you should be seeking out people who disagree with you, even even extremely who disagree with you, because this is a this allows you to engage your powers of reasoning, your powers of listening, your powers of critical um, thinking and that those sort of things. You should be seeking out those that those type of things. You're not going to have those kind of opportunities in the same way 
when you get out of college, when you get out of the university setting. So I, I, I would encourage you to seek out those people. Go to Ann Coulter's um, um, rally and meeting and, and, or, or, or speech and that sort of thing. I went to a number of things where I didn't agree with the, what was going on or the speaker, that, that matter. And people would say, oh, oh, you're here? You're here? Like, just because you're there, you agree with it. No, I'm here to listen. I'm here to engage his argument. I'm here if, if, um, if um, um, Rush Limbaugh showed up on my campus, I'm gone. Mm. If George Wills, particularly George Will, mm-hmm. who, who with whom I vehemently disagree with on most issues, but if he shows up, dude, I'm front row center because that dude does not just talk, you know, speak um, on conservative principles and that sort of thing that with which I mostly disagree, but he is highly intelligent. So I want to engage that argument um, more so than I do, you know, some dude walking down the street calling me the so-called N-word mm-hmm. and, you know, what, nice or whatever. Um I want to engage that discussion. I want to be in that in that conversation. And I don't get this whole, you know, uh, college students wanting to run to the space where the only thing they hear are things that they like to hear and things that they want to hear. I don't know what happened in their child rearing and what their parents, you know, <laughs> did for them, but they have set them up for failure if that's the only thing that they can do and the only person they can listen to and people who agree with them. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Just I'm sorry for them. No, we're not sorry. Well, I got to tell you, uh, Rev, you know, uh, I do share your opinion on that. Uh, I, I look at this stuff that's going on on college campuses across the country. It's not just at Stanford University. It's across the country mm-hmm. where we see more and more people are being shut out because of how people think uh, you know, of their views. I think, as you said, it's college, um, it's higher thinking. Higher education requires higher thinking. And for higher thinking, you should open your mind to different uh, thinking. You know, right. different opinions. Right. You want to hear such. So I, I strongly agree you know, with and, you. And let, me, and let me make this distinction. The rally outside of the venue where the speaker is happening is, is perfectly legitimate. Correct. Perfectly Correct. legitimate. You are providing a counter argument to what you think might be happening or what you know might be happening on the inside. But you are not stopping the other person from speaking. Mm-hmm. So you can provide the counter rally. You can have the um, the counter speech on the outside. But when you go in that venue and try to stop that person from speaking, you have crossed a line that should not be crossed. And you have tried to take away rights that, are, that have been afforded you. And that simply is not correct. As we stand here on Ugly Radio fighting for your rights to party (laughs) (laughs) on college campuses across the country, (laughs) we're going to fight for your right (laughs) to speak. Party! (laughs) (laughs) Speak and to pray. Okay. In whatever form you do that. And I got to let you guys also know that this portion of the program is sponsored in part by Quality Used Tires, 1447 Dixon Avenue in Hamden. Quality Used Tires offers roadside assistance, and they can fix damaged rims, auto rims, that is. <laughs> but don't forget, they have Quality Used Tires. It is their name, Quality Used Tires, 1447 Dixon Avenue in Hamden. So your basketball rim should be taken there. There you're right. Hey. All right. No need to paint it red. <laughs> uh, we don't have about five minutes, four minutes left. I want to really talk more about like this, three um, minutes, this, but let's go. Um, that's a three. I really want to say something about this um, um, health care bill that Congress just passed. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that the Republicans care. just passed. Thank you, sir. Um, 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 Donald Trump, uh, Trump don't care um, <laughs> uh, bill. 
um, the backlash is in full effect. The black lash is in full effect. That's all I want to say. The black lash is in full effect. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. Now the one thing that I would say about this, I know they have to go through the process of going to the Senate and then go through reconciliation and then back to the House and then reconciliation again and then back to the Senate before it gets to Trump's desk. And that makes those, uh, let's just say, it has the Democrats feeling a little comfortable this morning. I would say to the Democrats, please do not fall for the okie doke. Mm-hmm. Because I honestly believe, like you always do. Yes, I honestly believe that these Republican senators will go into that room and say, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna pass this vote. We're gonna go forward and send it back to the House the way it is, because we honestly believe that the American public has a tension span the size of a gnat, and they're gonna forget what we did by the next voting period. So let's just do this and get on to the big one on hand, which of course is." Tax reform, mm. which this is a big part of, by the way, right. three hundred and forty—I think it's forty-eight million dollars. Oh, excuse me, billion dollars, three hundred and forty-eight billion dollars tax reform for the top two percent of our nation. Donald Trump and his boys. T. Dizzle. <laughs> yep. T. Dizzle and his boys. Sir, I let you exit. Thank you so very much for listening to us today. We will be back on next week. Community Spotlight. Good morning.